One billion years in the future, Earth still exists, though maybe not as we imagine it. Eras upon bygone eras worth of technology have been left behind by eight previous and fallen civilizations. It is now up to the denizens of the Ninth World to piece together what was left behind. Perhaps they're looking to carve out their place in the world, or simply to survive a land riddled with weird and unearthly dangers. Or perhaps still, they just wish to learn and uncover the secrets of the Numenera. Whatever it is this new era of adventurers and heroes is looking to discover, they'll have to dig through the imprinted echoes of the past to find it. Hello, and welcome to Imprinted Echoes, a family-friendly Numenera actual play podcast. My name is Zan, and I'll be your GM. Thank you for joining us today. As always, we hope you're staying safe and healthy. It's now time to put the first part of this plan into action. It's time to visit Rhapsody. Equipment is gathered, awkward silences are broken, and one very important graveyard is explored. Join us as Nehemiah, Smallrin, and Jory listen to Rhapsody. So as we get going, for our listeners, I have neglected to give my players as much XP as I originally intended, so we're going to do that now. They're going to get a total of six XP, four for originally getting to the tumult, so that one's a long time coming, and two more for all of the information gathering that they have been successfully doing within Symphony. And I believe that they are probably going to spend most of that near immediately. So if we could quickly go over what everyone decided to take for their advancements into tier two. I went ahead and did a stat bump in intelligence and a skill bump in my perception. And each of those costs four XP. So you had some leftover. I had three. So I was up to nine. Now I'm down to one. Awesome. I went ahead and did a plus four to my speed. Just adding to my pool. Want to be a speedier small run. (laughs) Always good. Always good. I was also up for two with that increase. So I bumped up my effort to two and I bumped up my speed edge to two. So now spending for anything to do with speed is now minus two, something that I was forgetting myself uh, because everything was already minus one, wasn't counting that in. So now Nehemiah is going to be faster constantly. Amazing. (laughs) Delightful. We are going to be fighting the roll 20 die at every step of the way going forward. Yes, 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 yes. Very good. (laughs) You wrap up your conversation with Jaskira. She agrees to look into how you might be able to cause a distraction at the concert, the ins and outs of that venue, how you might be able to gain access to more secluded or high-profile spaces there, and what you might be able to do to rescue these sentient sounds that Otarsh has as a part of their collection. In the meantime... The three of you are going to be heading out with our cell to Rhapsody for the first time. It's going to have to be a quick visit if you're going to be making it there and back in time for the concert tomorrow night. But you think you can do it. Our cell said that they had a couple of things to look into and take care of before heading out because the timeline was shifted a bit. But that also means that you have 
a little bit of time to prepare for things as well. You know a little bit about what might be out there. Not the exact details, but broad strokes of some of the creatures, of some of the ins and outs of what might be around this massive graveyard. Is there anything you would like to do or look for or prepare before you leave on this adventure? I do want to use Community Explorer, if I could. Okay. Where you are present within a community and actively and personally working on behalf of that community. The community's effective rank for purposes of finding resources, locating new trade routes, and knowing about conditions just beyond the community and detecting sneak attacks by enemies is plus one. So in general, I mean, that's the, the resume, but I want to hear about the man. You know? <laughs> so I, I like to think that can be applied in strange ways. For sure. So given that this is a space that you are new in, but you have kind of constantly, as since you arrived, been taking in these sights and sounds. More sounds than sights, I guess. <laughs> what do you do to try and like solidify yourself here so that you have a little more connection to try and get these resources and knowledge bits? Hmm. Whenever I pass a sound as in a being, I'm going to kind of echo its own sound as a greeting in a way that I understand it. Kind of like moving to a new place, you want to be as verbally interactive with the people as you can when learning a new language. So kind of that same thing. I'm just going to kind of become a mimic to help absorb. Awesome. Normally, this skill is applied in terms of like helping bolster like your personal community, but I'd be really willing, given where we are right now and the story that we're telling, to let that apply to kind of your more tight-knit community with the three of you and whoever else you bring in, as well as kind of bringing in information from around you. Mm -hmm. So if that comes up, let me know that you want to utilize that and we can apply it as such. So if there's any time you want to like look for something or talk to someone, we can figure out a way to make that apply. I would like to try and find some rations, specifically something that might decrease our recovery time and effectively give us one more faster one. Ooh. Right now we're all sitting at an hour. We may yeah. not have that and we're definitely going to need at least one, if not two of these before we uh, yeah. get back here to do another incredibly complicated <laughs> thing. Yeah. I was going to say my pools are not in the best shape. That's very true. Okay. It's easy enough to find essentially what you would equate to like a food market. Mm-hmm. And you, looking around, are able to eventually find something that constantly speeds up and slows down. Mm. Tempo constantly morphing and shifting. This is extra time. You are able to slow down time for you yourself to allow yourself to take a step back and take that recovery role mm -hmm. at one less Great. than you normally would. Awesome. So if you're at the hour, you could take 10 minutes. If you're at the 10 minutes, you could take one action. Okay. Additionally. You would still mark it off. Right. But it slows things Got down. Got it. So that one is slower, but mm -hmm. you still move up the chain properly. You still move up the chain, but it makes it faster for you because... Because mm -hmm. you're well, faster. Because, yes. 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 Creates a little time bubble for you. Yeah, if I could get one of those in real life, that would also be great. That would, that be, would be phenomenal. So nice. I wish looking at you pick it up and, and look at it. It's this little ring 
something mm-hmm. that you would like hold on into your hand and, and, and activate that way if it was a physical sure. thing. In holding it, you do feel there's a slight undertone that's a little uncomfortable. It kind of just like makes the pit of your stomach sink mm-hmm. a little bit. And you get the sense that if you use this, while it does slow down time, you will take a little bit of damage to okay. make it happen. Gotcha. So you can't slow that down, but you will take three points of damage wherever you would like to put it. Gotcha. Okay. Which I know kind of offsets the recovery roll thing a little bit, but... I, look, I'm at least getting two off of that, or somebody's at least getting two off of that, so that's yes. that's perfectly acceptable. How many would you like? I will snag three of those, one for each of us. What kind of sound would you like to offer in return? So these are things that are changing the flow of time and have like very uh, fluid sound to them. So I think Nehemiah is going to go for something in the inverse. He emits the sound of a constant drum beat along with a horn section. This is from his time when he was living the double life with Serratus. And it's the sound of the band playing when he would perform. I love it. The vendor here gladly takes that in payment and you have three extra time ciphers. Excellent. Um, and actually, Nehemiah, could you roll me a d6, please? Certainly. Dum, bum, ba, dum, ba, da, d6. <laughs> One. Okay. Thanks, roll so, 20. <laughs> get it out of the way. Um, so, so this is a level four cipher then. Wunderbar. I should probably roll that D100 as well then, because I am well over my cipher limit with those. Ah, yes. Oh, dear. For your cipher damage, you're already one over the limit, and you just got three more, so it's going to be D100 plus four. Okay. 80. Ooh, that's high. Plus four, so 92. 92. Oh, dear. So you pick these up, (laughs) and as you slip them into the equivalent of your pack, you start to feel a an energy emanating from them. And you look in just as something really unfortunate happens. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Two of the ciphers involved in this are destroyed, no longer function, or lose all potency. Oh. I will let you choose what they are. I'm going to go ahead. We're going to save the machine implant. Okay. And one of the extra times. Okay. And you kind of throw them together, and as you're not even thinking, as you just kind of like toss them into your pack, you go, oh, shoot. <sighs> and they kind of just expel their energy. And here, it's not like an explosion. It's not like anything. It kind of just comes across as though you tripped into a drum set. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Just a cacophony of awful mm-hmm. crashes and booms comes out of your satchel. Nehemiah emits an awful tweeting noise, and... Just shrugs. Ain't that how it go, though? So whenever we hit a new day, you'll make that roll again, assuming mm-hmm. you still have them. But I'm also assuming that you're going to pass them off to other people. I guess. So. At, at least one, if not two of these. Smallrin, is there anything that you are looking to do in the small amount of time that you have until meeting up with Arcel? Actually, yeah. I would like to take the time to kind of wander through wherever we are currently and just, like, listen for the gardeners and see... If I can start picking up any important information, any patterns, basically doing my recon of like, are there any that, you know, are kind of lax in their duties? Are there good escape routes past someone who is likely to not be at their post or who, you know, is easily distracted by a certain kind of sound? 
Where you are right now is still technically in the modal district, which is kind of a scorn haven within Symphony. It's not the only sounds that exist here, but tends to be the majority of the population. It seems that while the gardeners occasionally make their rounds through here, they kind of avoid it for the most part, at least where you are currently. You did pick up that bit of intel that Gev, the head gardener, is involved in chant spider races, which is kind of not necessarily the most socially acceptable thing. Mm. But if you venture a little bit farther out, like out to the fringes of the modal district, following those overtones that connect these resonant islands, I'm going to have you make a... We'll call it an espionage roll. It's going to be a level four. I'm just going to roll that straight since I am skilled in espionage. Or what? Sorry. Specialized. Specialized. That's what the S stands for. Um, Yeah, I'm going to make that roll straight since I am specialized in espionage. And as I said, my intellect pool is looking a little shabby. That is a success with a 19 minor effect or plus three damage. What would you like the minor (laughs) effect to be? (laughs) An extra piece of information I would have otherwise missed. For sure. The gardeners kind of each have an area that they reside in and oversee as a whole. Gev kind of goes everywhere. That's pretty easily picked up on. But as you kind of exit the modal district, you listen and you meet near the edges between two of these islands where there's two gardeners who kind of have a brief conversation before continuing on. It's pretty clear that what they're looking for in terms of eliminating sounds is stuff that doesn't mix well with the overall sound of symphony. So it might be easy to get around them by actively changing or hiding the sound that you have to match your surroundings. The bit that you probably wouldn't have gotten otherwise is that during large group events, like the concert that's coming up, the gardeners all tend to kind of collect in that area to listen. Because if it's something that is that large, if it's going to go wrong, they want to have their numbers bolstered. If it's something that is going to be sincerely dissonant to all of Symphony, they want to make sure that they are ready to go. So it's not to say that there won't be gardeners elsewhere when that happens, but everywhere else in Symphony during that time, the numbers will be significantly less. Okay, interesting. I think I might have an idea. All right. Awesome. Cool. The three of you meet back up. We'll say just kind of outside the casino because it's a familiar and easily heard place to find. And you have a moment or two to talk before our cell is going to be joining you. All right. Well, Small Ren, you're not looking so sounding so great (laughs) right in this moment. Nehemiah will go ahead and pass off one of the uh, extra times to you. Okay. If you wanted to take a little break right now, that might not be a bad idea. Joria, how you doing? Good. Optimistic. I'm ready. All right. I want to see this thing. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) What? You laughing at me? Only a little bit. That's okay. That means you're happy. (laughs) (laughs) Jory. I mean, I, I 
I don't really have a strategy beyond make sure we're doing okay and be careful. So, well, I've got a trick up my sleeve, but I won't tell you about it because it will jinx things if I do. What? That I mean, I, I would expect nothing more or less of you. If that brings you some comfort, then yes, that's good. Honestly, it does. Oh, good. Ah, yeah, see? Useful. <laughs> I'm just prepared for whatever shenanigans may end up coming our way. That's true. This is intended to be only recon, but I don't think any of us should trust our cell. No. Well, no. I will say that the time Singama what's it puts me over my cipher limit. I'll say if you use it immediately that you don't have to roll that. Cool. Okay. That's fine. I'm going to go ahead and do a recovery roll. I'm going to add it to my intellect because I use that the most. And if I add it to my might, I'll lose some of it because that was a really good recovery roll. <laughs> it was. Huzzah. Also, before our cell joins us, I have a bit of information. Um, and so Smallrin is going to share what she learned about the gardeners. So we could use that one of two ways. Either the diversion that we create should be outside the concert in hopes that we could get a large number of gardeners all gathered together to go check that out, or we can plan our escape knowing that there will be far fewer gardeners outside of the concert, so getting out of the concert would probably be the most difficult part, but after that, we may have an advantage. All right. If we can get out of the concert relatively unnoticed, then we may have an easier time, as long as there's no one directly on our tail. Well, that's good. So, we just gotta do everything carefully and quietly, and hopefully we'll go from there, right? The three of you stand there talking, and you hear the familiar door creaking coming up behind you. Are you all ready to go, then? Yep. Oh, yes. I can't imagine you're terribly skilled in moving through the spaces between resident islands yet, so I would suggest keeping close. Sounds good. Once we get out of Symphony, it'll be a little harder to hear things in between. We'll stay close. All right. And the four of you start moving through the sonic streets of Symphony towards the outer edges, and you pop out into the less loud portions of things and the sounds of symphony start fading behind you. Arcel is moving at a decent pace, not exceedingly fast, but fast enough that you feel that this would be an okay course to keep without having to speed up or slow down for that matter. It's kind of awkward at first they're not saying anything. They're just kind of going. It's very clear they're not particularly happy with the setup of this assignment. Mm -hmm. Does anyone do anything to break the silence? Or are you just traveling in awkward sonic nothingness? So what's it like being a sound? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Nehemiah was comfortable in that silence. <laughs> I as, because this is what, what this is, I'm guessing, like, as with Nehemiah, Smallren also was kind of used to the, you know, all right, nobody's happy about being doing this wet work. So here we are. And we're just going to kind of get through this. Yep. Jory, not so much, apparently. No. Nope. So Nehemiah, Smallren, 
Silence is fine. Yeah. It's awkward, but whatever. Yep. And Jory, you just can't keep quiet. And a little while into the trip, you blurt that question out. It's not that I don't like silence. It's that I just don't want it to be silent anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless Jory. <laughs> and are so... I'm sorry. What's it like to be a sound? Yeah, just like as a you. What? What's 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 your favorite thing about your environment, or your place in it? What gives you a what gives you staccato? What gives you a <laughs> a grace note? What 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 what? Jory, right? Yes, yes. Well, that's how I say it anyway. I'm not sure if in, you know, sound, it's something different. Does it sound different as a sound? No. <laughs> oh my God. I, I'd like you to understand a couple of things about me real fast. Oh, good. That's what I was asking. Do go on. <laughs> the first thing is that I'm not happy to be here right now. Go on. The second thing is that I'm under no obligation to answer your ridiculous questions. Huh. And the third thing is that I'm not going to be answering your ridiculous questions. I think you did. And that's marvelous. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Arcel kind of sensing at least a, a, a small... Uh, kinship of vocation, if nothing else, with Smolrin and Nehemiah, just kind of turns to you and says, why? The unhelpful answer is why not. The real answer is genuinely better company than most of the folk I used to run with, by orders of magnitude. Grows on you. Noted. The... Slightly uncomfortable silence returns between the four of you. Smallrin is going out of her way to take this opportunity to feel out how to be as undetectable as possible without accidentally killing herself. <laughs> Since sound is needed to, you know, be. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. She's figuring out ways to disguise her sound, meld her sound with other things without, like, completely silencing herself. Normally, stealth is speed-related, so I'm going to have you go ahead and make me a speed check level three. Can I use espionage? I'm going to say no for this, just because if this was, like, normally, yes, mm -hmm. but you're trying out an, essentially a new skill in a new setting. Can I use my flex skill, which is currently orchestration? Yes. All right. That is a success with an eight. You're able to meld a little bit with the small sounds you hear around you, able to essentially diminish your own volume to the point where it's not as noticeable. In some cases, you're actually able to almost change your pitch a little bit to the point where it's too low to hear or too high to hear, kind of exploring the entire gamut of how you might alter your own sound in that way. You're in no way an expert at it, but... Given your previous experience in staying hidden and unseen and unheard has given you advantage here to make sure that you are able to utilize that same idea. 
I will say that if you are looking for specifically like stealth or hiding or disguising your own sound, I would let espionage apply now in this case with that successful role. The silence continues. A couple of times, Arcel kind of guides you one way or another as you hear some other sounds in the distance. Could be something dangerous. Could just be something that they want to avoid for who knows what reason. You travel for the better part of the rest of the day and into probably what you would consider the night at this point. And you feel that same familiar fuzz, that vague dip in the soundscape around you, the dead zone, the static a little bit farther off. And again, concentrating on the lack of sound, moving towards what sound is not, starts pulling you in. All right, look now. We are about to approach Rhapsody. There is quite a lot going on here. Things you're going to need to avoid, listen for. I don't know what it is exactly you're looking for here, but I have a couple of individuals to track down. I'll leave it up to you. Would you like to go our separate ways once we reach the edge of the dead zone? Or are we sticking together? Because I'm not going to take you into consideration once I have to do the job that I have to do. But in the time leading up to that, there's no sense in letting you get lost. Boss won't be happy with that. Seeing as this is as much reconnaissance for us as anything else, I think sticking together might be the way to go. You knowing this place better than we do. All right. It's going to be hard to push through the outside edge of this. Mm. Stay close. We'll take our cadence from you. Nah. Just like around the outside of the previous dead zone, the previous graveyard that you found, although smaller, there is this barrier that you have to push through. And it's going to take quite a bit of effort to make it through without significantly hurting yourself. It's going to be a level five intellect check to push through. And it will take three rounds to get through. Three total intellect level five checks to get through. Would sensing danger or navigation assist in any way? I would allow navigation. And previously, I allowed your environmental adaptation. Ah, yes. I allowed that to let your armor apply to any damage you might do. That's right. Mm. So that will apply here as well. Good. Okay, thank you. Now, you will have to spend for that. Yes. But you can apply it. Nehemiah, on the way over, can he have used the other extra time? Absolutely. Great. Go ahead and make that roll. Five. I have rolled a one. (laughs) Um, So minus three, so I get two back taking my intellect up to a 10. I rolled a natural 20. So would I be able to ground Nehemiah as my major effect? I'll give you two options here. Mm. Okay. You can either ease the task for him by one level, Mm. or you can kind of pull a Nehemiah move and take any damage for him should he fail. I will take damage for him. Our cell starts pushing through, and Jory joyfully follows. <laughs> Nehemiah, mm-hmm. level five, you are trained in intellect defense. Mm-hmm. I will go ahead and spend to take it down to three. 
least for this first one. Mm-hmm. And that's a success with the 14. I am also going to spend point of effort, and I am trained. Failure with a two. Take two points of intellect damage. As you all push into the dead zone that surrounds the graveyard. You're only part of the way through, and that searing silence just envelops you. Go ahead and make that check again. Okay. Does anybody else feel cold in a weird way? That's a failure with an eight. Failure with 11. I'm going to spend the point of effort again. Success with a 13. Jory, you say that you feel cold, and that chill just rises up your backbone, at least what you would think is your backbone, and settles itself inside of you. And you take two points of damage, but one ignored for your armor with your environmental adaptation. And then I also take Nehemiah's damage, I believe. You do. What does this look like? How do you keep Nehemiah from taking sonic dead zone damage? When I see that it looks like he's struggling, I will kind of come up real close to his ear, for for lack of a better way, putting it in our kind of hum, just this single solidifying nice sound so that there's something, some way that he can ground himself. You surround Nehemiah with this harmonious hum and that chilling static essentially wraps around you instead, so you take another point. Jory. Hmm? Jory, be careful. Don't do Mm. that. Mm. Mm. (laughs) All right, last one. Okay. You can sense it's near the end. You can hear something on the other side, and you lock into it. (sighs) Failure with a one. Mega fail. Failure with a four. Oop. In that case, I'm spending for the point of effort yet again. (laughs) Um, I wasn't gonna, but now I'm gonna. The Riptide is carrying Success with a 10. Yay. Small run, you push through, no problem. Nehemiah. Jory, do you use it again? Do you take that damage again? Yes, I do. Of course she does. I would like... (laughs) Jory does this. I would like to spend my point of experience to uh, put off the GM intrusion. Ooh. Oh. So Jory... The way I'm picturing it is Jory is leaning over and humming again. Nehemiah takes up a defensive position and whatever it is that is coming towards us, Nehemiah is able to help stave it off. Normally you can't use XP for a a roll GM intrusion, but I'm here for it. Sure. (laughs) I like this. This is effectively me using my step in front. Yes. Yes. I like this. I like this. Jory, you see Nehemiah being crushed again by that static, and you step in to surround him with harmonious sounds and take that damage again. Mm -hmm. And you take one for yourself as well, so two more intellect damage for you, Jory. (laughs) And as you do so, you hear that screeching, slithering whine that you remember from last time, that sound of a dissonance eel squealing in from somewhere across the edge of this surrounding dead zone, coming straight for it heard that harmony and it wants it. And as you do so, Nehemiah essentially wraps you in his sound. This is the best way I can can equate stepping in front. Sounds cozy. And... (laughs) 
And the two of you go tumbling out of the dead zone, leaving the eels behind. <sighs> very good. <sighs> very, very good. Mm-hmm. <sighs> we. Arcel looks at you, not all that great looking. Did okay, but also clearly sounds a little worse for wear. Yeah. Not our best moment. Mm, tinnitus. <laughs> You okay? Is everybody okay? Now you can understand why the approaching quietude is such a problem here. Well, look, I, I think we believed you, but yes. Yeah. No, but experiencing it is something completely different. Yes. Yeah, we definitely need to figure out a way to stop this. Inside, it is not quite the same pure tone that you had in the previous graveyard. This one is much larger and much more complex in terms of its landscape. What you hear mostly is a tritone hum. It's not quite constant the way that the pure tone was. It does shift and move a little bit, but that seems to be the underlying sound that's holding everything together here. Mm-hmm. This is much more like a resonant island than it is a true graveyard. The energy here, though, is erratic. The sounds that you hear are not nearly as controlled as what you would expect in a more livable place. Well, I have the sounds I'm looking for, and you're just looking to learn, Uh so keep your ears open. No other way. There are almost small resonant islands within this space. Not quite as collected as that, but there are spaces that would remind you of such a thing within here. You pass one that sounds like a melodious ringing chime. Never seems to falter in what's happening here. And as you're moving around, you hear a low ringing chime, almost like a church bell ring out. And for those of you who might remember, you are warned against this sound. Jaskira called them the death chimes. Avoid those for now. Unless they're hiding something secretly very important. Almost certainly, but no need to throw ourselves in that kind of danger right off the bat. What are you two thinking? I don't know, I feel a bit beat <laughs> for a moment. Smarin's actually going to, whatever the sound equivalent is, of lean over to uh, our cell and ask, What is that sound? The deep tolling? Some sort of guard. Remember how it's been said that Rhapsody has gained uh, an awareness recently? I think this is its guard dog. Dogs, I guess. There's multiple I've heard around. I think we probably need to start heading towards the center. Odds are, however they got here, is going to be out there. We'll move carefully, move quietly, and you do the same, all right, Marcel? My business takes me out near the outskirts. The squad of turns I'm looking for have an outpost near one of the edges of the dead zone. If you're going more towards the center, you're going on your own. Alright. Fair enough. When our business is concluded, we'll listen for you. Best of luck. Likewise. We appreciate it. And you hear the creaking snapping move away. It's pretty easy to tell where the center is. Mm -hmm. It's a very large space, but you can still hear the static of the dead zone behind you. So it's easy to move away from that. Anybody else nervous? I'm nervous. More tired than nervous, but yeah, that too. 
out of nerves, I start humming the song just very quietly under my breath because at this point it's just become muscle memory to just Mm -hmm. kind of do. Absolutely. It's comforting. (laughs) As you're humming that, I'm going to have everybody make me perception level five. I am specialized in that and I've failed. (laughs) Goodness gracious. Success with a 15. Uh. I am trained in perception tasks, but I think it's visual perception tasks because it's tied to my ogren orb. Yes. Failure with an 11. Jory, you're humming this. Just nervous habit, comfortable habit. Mm -hmm. And Nehemiah, you hear coming up from one side a distant thunder rolling in towards you. And it's very hard to kind of echolocate mm-hmm. almost for a moment. It's kind of like moving very erratically and just very strangely. Mm-hmm. But eventually, you start hearing a voice within it as well, just mumbling and muttering. I'll pause and point it out. Seems like a decent way for us to be going. What you think? Can you make out what it's saying? With a 15, can I? You have a hard time at first. Mm-hmm. Because you're listening for your language. But as you start picking up words that you recognize, you realize it's in the language that the songs are in. Mm -hmm. Which I will say you all have a good understanding of at this point, especially auditorily. What you're getting is, again, it's kind of like this mumbling, not quite gibberish, but like muttering, almost like under one's breath. Yep. Can't quite tell exactly the words or the meaning, but you recognize the language. You'd have to get closer. It's a little too quiet. Let's move on. Can't imagine we're going to find something better than this. Why am I picturing us walking like Wizard of Oz, kind of, you know, toward (laughs) toward this this thing that we don't know what it is exactly? I don't know, but it's fun. The mumbler, the wonderful (laughs) Rhapsody. Rhapsody. (laughs) We hum, we hum, we hum, we hum. Thank you so much for listening to episode 62 of Imprinted Echoes. As always, if you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find the podcast on Twitter and Facebook at Imprinted Echoes and on our website at imprintedechoes.com. That's where you'll find links to the Ghostlight Media merch store and our Patreon if you're able to help us out monetarily. And on that note, I'd like to thank Carlin, Roger, and Duval for their continued support. If you'd like to help us out in other ways, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a rating and review, and tell a friend about the show. You can also find our hosts on Twitter, myself at Covered and Sawdust, Chase at TQ Loudly, Rin at Rin underscore Moran, and Bridget at Really Bridget, and our network, Ghostlight Media, at GLM Pods. Thanks once again for listening, and I hope you'll come back in two weeks to hear yet another episode of Imprinted Echoes. And until then, may your ciphers never malfunction. Imprinted Echoes is produced by Zan Campbell-Johannes and Chase Greenley, and is edited by Alex Berkowitz. Original show theme music is by Justin Longacre. This has been a Ghost Light Media production.